Good day. Good afternoon. Good whenever it is you are listening to this. Thank you very much for listening to this. You are checking out yet another Woke and Baked slash streaming service and chill. And this is kind of a hodgepodge group of conversations with people I care about on a topic that I care about. What is that topic? Well, yeah, kind of skate on. But more than that, all right, this is about finding your joy. And Jake and Siri and I had the opportunity to sit down with my friend Amy, who just opened up Big Dog Hot Dogs inside of the Peninsula Center Mall. So we sat down, we ate some weenies, and we had a conversation about getting away from a place that makes you miserable and going for joy, going for happiness. And so we talk about that for a few minutes while we eat some hot dogs. And I am blessed to share that with you because really it's never, it should never be about money. The things that make you happy should never ever be about money. You should be doing them because you enjoy doing them. But if you are stuck doing something that makes you miserable, well then ladies, gents and others, we need to get you out of that so that you can do the things that you want to do because otherwise you're going to be fucking miserable and no one wants to go through life miserable. So Amy had a high paying job on the North Slope, which for a lot of Alaskans is a very big deal. That's a, that's a life goal is to get one of those jobs up there that pays a lot of money, that has a lot of benefits, that where these companies take care of you. That being said, she wasn't happy. So she bounced from that. And we talk about that. And then we talk about slang and weenies. Later on in the podcast, Jake and I get together and I shit all over football. And very soon, I'm going to have my buddy Jim on, who is part of the Finn Addicts podcast. And I'm sure he's going he's gonna to point me in the right direction with football. Maybe he'll correct me. Maybe he won't. As it stands, still not a big football fan. All right, shout out to my supporters, Iron Asylum, located at 35165 KB Drive behind Save You More. You can find them on Instagram and Facebook. The gym is also open 24 hours a day. So if at 3 o'clock in the morning you've got some crazy burst of energy and you're like, I've got to go get pumps, that's a place you can go get pumps. And by, by I don't mean to like sound perverted when I make that get pumped. I mean, like, you can get jacked. You can get jacked. And you can't get tan. There's not a tanning room there. But you can certainly get jacked. You can get yourself some, some pre-workouts. You can get your proteins. You can get you some BCAAs because they've got a wall of supplements uh, from Redcon. You can pick some up. All right. Enough about that. Check them out on Instagram. Check them out on Facebook. The phone number is 907-953-4720. Be sure to ask about the PFD special. And then get yourself some of that good old PFD special, all right? Next up, Red Run Cannabis Company, located on the Kenai Spur Highway. They are the growers of fine cannabis, the brewmeisters of Hashade, Blueberry Hashade, and now Strawberry Hashade. They also make canna caps, honey sticks, and peanut butter, which they get directly from the peanut butter farmer. Now, in retail, they also carry flour and concentrates, including decarb oil and the always popular cartridges. Now, because Red Run has their own manufacturing facility, nobody can beat their prices. And they also stock edibles from Lady Grey and one of my personal favorites, Creative Confections. They stock Alaskan-made Frontier CBD, so be sure to ask your bud tender for suggestions. 
Check out their website, redruncannabiscompany.com, for more information as well as weed maps for their current menu. Hashade and other Red Run products are available at finer dispensaries in the great state of Alaska. All right. I'm not going to take up too much of your time. Coming on at the end of the podcast, you'll get your super duper sweet cannabis warning. But until then, I'm just going to let the beat ride until we get into that conversation. So enjoy it. Relax, folks. Enjoy your day. No one else is going to do it for you. By the way, solid shout out to Skate God. This album, the K- the Skatey Perry beat tape, is available on SoundCloud now. So links will be in the description. If you like these beats, you can go dive into the, the Skate EP rabbit hole. He just released a new record. You should probably go check that out as well. All right, folks. Have a great day. Have a great evening. Have a great whenever it is you are listening to this. And thank you very, very much for listening to this. By the way, shout out to Nutter Butter if you can hear. Exactly like paper mache. Well, it's made from. <laughs> what was the last? It's, it's mostly glue and water. And... <laughs> I was just trying, trying to think. No, no, you, you were going. You were. You were. Kind of, you were building a beautiful analogy, and I was like, I just had to stomp all over it. Well, it's so like, reindeer are like horses. Glue comes from horses. That's mm. a stretch. <laughs> How I'm is wrong. it? What is that? You are. You are eating something also from Big Dogs. Mm-hmm. It's uh, oh, which is where we are, by the way. Which is absolutely in the Peninsula Center Mall, getting yeah. ready for the grand opening on Monday, if I'm not mistaken. You uh, are Tuesday. Tuesday the seventeenth. Uh, Amy, would you like to join us? Yes. All right. So we are joined by uh, Amy Moyer, who is she is the 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 the, the bind She's behind. the paper macheist. She's the paper macheist. Bind to the weenie. <laughs> 
All right, uh, Amy, please introduce yourself. Um, I, my name's Amy Maurer. I've lived in Alaska and in Soldotna since 2008. Um, I'm so a transplant. Yeah. Yeah. Transplant from Southern Oregon, and here we are. All right. So weenies. <laughs> just, just Swinging like... glizzies. <laughs> so uh, what was the inspiration like for for Big Dog's hot uh, Big Dog hot dogs? Where did that come from? Um, so in Southern Oregon, we had a friend that opened up a hot dog stand in the early 2000s, and he just ended up killing it. And by year two, he had seven different stands and had one like the concessions at the water park, and he did really well. Um, and it, the, the thought just kind of woke me up while I was on the North Slope, laying in bed, trying to sleep, and I was like, oh, shit, hot dog stand, Ugh, let's do it. So I, I thought about it for about a year and a half, and then it just kind of happened where my fiance was like, just do it. I mean, what do you have to lose? And so I started it off with the cart, and I did that this summer. So, um, yeah. So what were your experiences with the cart that made you realize I could do this year round? Um, I I really didn't didn't plan on doing this year round. I didn't think um, you know it was hard it was hard trying to balance actually having an R and R after being away about work for three weeks to come here and actually you know push myself every every day to try and do it because um, when you have the cart it, it really is a 12 hour day by the time I would leave my house pack up load everything up, stage it, I mean, all of that. It was still a 12 to 14 hour day. You did it for the love of the wiener. The love of the ween, the meat. It was for the meat sweats. That's what was for. <laughs> the love of the ween. I am so glad you're here. <laughs> it, was, it was super random, though, but to just sum it all up is this spot presented itself and um, I was just in a bad place with work in a in a mental state where I didn't want to be there I didn't want to I wonder how bad of a place does it have to be where you're like hot dogs dude right yeah, yeah. literally and that, that was my main point when I left too I was like I need you to understand I'm not So much. Thank Which you. is why I recommend the Hate Your Face Dog. It's delicious. <laughs> it's full of spite and vindictiveness. It's cool because you actually cook that one in vinegar. <laughs> I do, yes. <laughs> and the tears of children. But that's besides the point. Oh, that's the secret from, um, well, well, locally, clearly, yeah, only. Um, a lot. All of my, all of my friends, um, have been super supportive with, and I would have to say, I, 
probably the credit all goes to Facebook as far as free advertising goes, that thing, and that the platform is ridiculous, and I hate to admit it, but it's it's been really good um, as far as my friends promoting me and then other small um, businesses that I see at uh, any of the markets or even the even a couple of small businesses that essentially had to sponsor me for me to even open up my cart because you have to have a DEC approved kitchen to, to be able to even run a food cart so it's like it's kind of hard how do you go about going to a business and be like hey can I use your kitchen for free even though you pay all this money to have it <laughs> so it's essentially what you need when you do have a food cart and it's I, I feel like the DEC, you'd be like, well, I'm, I'm making hot dogs. They'd be like, oh, never mind, just do whatever. Dude, I know. <laughs> That's know? what I was hoping. They'd just be like, oh. Yeah, no, no. It's, it's, it's just parts and pieces and yeah. the tube. Yeah, go on your way. We just kind of ignore what happens with hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> just sweep it under the rug. They're fine. So were there any, was there ever any idea to do something different, or has it always been like, you know, hot dogs, this is simple, this is easy, and, and I can move a lot of these? Well, that and filet mignon, like the, you know, the two. I, I yeah, Bobby filet in my little food cart. <laughs> I, uh, I actually did have, I've always wanted to own a food cart or a food truck, restaurant, anything, mostly because that's what my grandparents did years and years ago um but the idea was never hot dogs ever and if you would have talked to myself two years ago and been like hey you're gonna quit your job in the slope and sling weenies i'd be like no but to be fair <laughs> uh, it sounds like you come from a long line of weenie slingers <sighs> not weenie slingers necessarily i think i'm the first weenie slinger okay well, but, ask your grandma well, ask your grandpa <laughs> i don't know like she's a champ so. so what did they do? Um, they yesterday? owned an Italian Italian cuisine pizzeria in Southern California that was very, very successful. So the sling of the weenie. <laughs> the, the Italian stallion. So horse meat, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, that's what I, I was thinking, like this being a multi-generational thing. Like. Oh, no, and actually Big Dogs is just what everyone's called my dad forever is oh so gosh. he's called big dog and my mom's called bone it's big dog and it's bone <laughs> <laughs> a little fun yeah. fact there for you <laughs> oh big dog and bone oddly <laughs> just that's my tattoos <laughs> <laughs> he is uh, both your mother and father i guess yeah yeah say. yeah my he reproduces asexually yeah i <laughs> misspelled bone though it says Boone. Bonaire. <laughs> <laughs> so, before we go too deep into your... The well, ween. The ween. Um, <laughs> I was, I've, been, I've been hit up offline for, um, for life advice by people. For some reason, they, they feel the need to go to me for life advice. And I was... Poor choice. You know what? Well, <laughs> He, you know, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to find the guy that can answer this question for me by getting advice from a woman who owns a hot dog stand. Hey, makes sense. That's, that's You said fuck off to the slope, right? I know I know the slope pays quite a bit of money, right? Yeah. And so you, you said fuck off to that to, to go slang hot dogs. Like, 
I, I actually do want to hear your, your opinion. You, you decided that it wasn't about the money and that it was about personal joy. So I would absolutely 100%. Um, I mean, you, no, not to be crude or anything. I know we passed that line. But you, <laughs> but you put your nuts on the table, right? And you said, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to do this anymore because I'm fucking miserable. And so, yeah, we'd absolutely want to take uh, listen to, to what you had to say on a topic. You just you you chose joy over misery. And one of the things that, that we've been talking about on, on the podcast is leading with love, and and that's leading with love. Like we joke about slinging weenies, we the weens um, <laughs> about about eating buns. But but the fact of the matter is, I just heard that one the first time. So <laughs> you're lucky. Spread bunions. That is for three a. AAC 306.360 Alaska Marijuana Control Board Cannabis Use Warning A. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit forming and addictive. B. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under its influence. C. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. D. For use by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children. And E. Marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. How you doing there, Fancy Pam? Oh, doing well. Wonderful. Um, I am I am behind a bit on the Seahawks game, so if you know the outcome, which I, the outcome's looking pretty predictable at this point, don't, uh, gonna, don't ruin that for me. Who are the Seahawks playing? Um... I don't know, some other blue team. So I'm going to go ahead and tell you this. Uh, I'll tell you who loses. Anyone who watches football. Oh, you got to love the throw ball. So I don't get football. Like, I, I just don't get it. It's four hours of sitting around for eight hour or eight minutes of action, right? It's, it's breaks for, for the sake of a commercial break. It's rules at this point that are made to sell commercials to anyone who is at home, right? You, you don't have anyone in the stadiums or you have minimal participation in the stadiums. So you're really just doing it for the at-home audience. But the fact of the matter is, is four hours to watch a sport played by millionaires uh, broken up so that you only get it's six, seven, hours. or eight minutes of action is a waste of time. So you can punch yourself... Millionaire players with billionaire owners that the the uh, the taxpayers buy the stadium for them. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get why people love this sport that takes so much from them, takes so much from the players, and, and really gives nothing back unless you're like a team owner or you own one of the networks in which this shit is uh, aired on. For the so most part, um, it's a waste of time. Okay, so um, now we live in an era where players go to different teams all the time. Oh. Um, and it would it would be fun if we, um, you know, if it was like whatever team you ended up with, you were stuck. Like, <clears throat> or even if they rolled back and like if once once a year everyone has to go and play for their original team. Um, but so because really, like in football, you're, you're here's my counter argument. In football, you're really rooting for the jersey. So when I lived in Seattle. No one liked the Seattle Seahawks. It, they were a terrible team, and there was no love. And um, and I was the I was the the goofy little goth kid with my Robert Smith hair 
and my mascara dripping down and my messed up lipstick that was wearing a Seahawks jersey. Um, well, that sounds like pretty much every uh, male Seahawks fan <laughs> wearing lipstick, looking like Robert Smith without the talent. Um, yeah, that's that's what I used to think. I used to think that football teams were made up of people from that city. All right, at least it would be a whole lot cooler. Like if you had to get the best folks from the surrounding area to play on that team. Like if you were from the Oakland A's, you could only get players from Oakland. Or that part of California. But the the same thing with the Giants. The Giants could only get dudes from San Francisco. Like Skyview versus, like, you know, Homer. Yes, that would 100% be it. But, like, you could only man the the team with players from that city. Um, So, you know, if you play for, like, if if you play for the St. Louis Rams and they pick up and move back to L.A., sorry, fuckface, you're out of a job. There you go. Yeah. And now and now the Rams are the Los Angeles dick noses. <laughs> um, I do. I actually am. I, you know, uh, being, a, being a fan of the Seahawks, because, like, honestly, this is, this is where, like, this is where football appeals to me, is uh, there's an element of nostalgia to it, and then there's an element of, like there's you know like my my dad watched football my family watched football like they would do these weird things where they'd all come together and watch the game um and so and then like having spent a significant amount of like like good times and bad times in Seattle um and remembering the days of like where they were a losing team and I was like the the one kid willing to like walk down the street in the jersey that someone gave me just because like oh fuck this team um the uh yeah so there's it's you know being able to root for like that yeah you know yeah but but on the same token it is built to sell a product and the game really could you could be over and like I mean, it's it's four fifteen minute quarters that takes four hours to play for a few minutes of action. Like that's the thing that really kills yeah. me is you're only running the ball maybe ten seconds on the play. You know, and and in ten seconds, ten seconds can be anything. That can be a touchdown for ninety yards. That could be a, a five yard rushing play. Really, I I, I think that um, when it comes down to it, you have you have different options, right? You have different things that you, you could be doing. And and I think arena football is infinitely more entertaining. Uh, it's a faster-paced game. And you, you don't have to deal with billionaire asshole athletes or millionaire asshole athletes. Your owners are guys like John Bon Jovi. Um, you know, so well, arena John football. Bon Jovi's tech guy. No, John Bon Jovi should, like, once in a while should be forced to, like, be on the line. He should be like a defensive tackle. That would be fun. Um, but arena football is way more fun. Uh, it's you know it's half the space. It's a it's a more fast paced game. And the guys that are playing really want to be playing. These are guys that have like like this is their second job. You know like their 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 day job. They might be a car salesman. Um, but on on a, a Wednesday evening you're a god for the, the Spokane shock or whatever your team is. Um, 
they have to have that awkward conversation with their wife where they're like, Hey honey, look, I, I know, I know that like, this isn't doing anything. This, this is my release. This is what, this is what gets me through the day of working the grind of, you know, butchering all those cattle so we can make it like us, like put together a little money to cover this house, you know, a little ranch home and put a little money aside for little Charles there. Um, but can can you do me a favor? Can you can you find me a babysitter, or maybe take Charles to the game? Because um, like my team needs me. Yeah, and, and when you're not and when you're not throwing for a thousand yards in a game, you're just like some dude who's like unclogging the toilet. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Right now, like yeah. there's a dude, there's a dude in in arena football who, given the right opportunity, would have smashed Tom Brady in his prime. Yeah, but you know, like he's got to he's got to build lawn chairs during the week. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, no, he's setting up the picnic table, and you know, and I mean, honestly, he's like, like he, like he, like deep down inside, he loves his wife, but he knows that, like, had the kid not been born, they wouldn't be together. You know, like he's just hanging on, trying to trying to do the proper dad thing. Like, like he set all of his dreams aside while he's snaking out the drain. But on Wednesday evening, um, you know, he's he's passing for five billion yards uh, in a game that is infinitely more entertaining. Yeah, but those eight hundred and twenty people are having the time of their lives because they're not stuck in in Seattle in the cold. Uh, surrounded by drunk shitheads uh, screaming in, like, in drunken foreign languages. And I don't mean, like, a foreign language. I mean, getting, you know, standing in a, a bucket of drunk guy puke. No, not that at all. Nope, he's, uh, but Wednesday evening, he's a god on the football field. Okay, so it's it's kind of funny that you actually bring up Wednesday. Because so recently I've gotten uh, I've gotten a bit into rugby, so we're talking about like you want to talk about something like that. It's constant action. Um. So uh. So and this also ties into the other thing. So right now in Australia, there's um. Uh, and shout out to our two Australian listeners. Um. There is a uh. I I yeah I want I'm gonna say this wrong. I want to say it's state of origin game. But basically, it's kind of what we talked about before. It's like if this was the team you were born into, this is the team you play for. Um, and uh, so it's uh, yeah, I'm, I'm like I don't want to butcher it, but it's it's an absolutely there's uh, there's a series of different like there's Australian Union, Australian League, and then uh, there's Australian football. Um, or I'm sorry, there's rugby union, rugby league, and then Australian football. And they're all three different sports, but very similar. Um, anyway, the state of origin game is uh, it's absolutely fascinating. Um, and, you know, so if anyone, uh, you know, if, if it's, uh, I want to say if it be Wednesday in Australia, but probably I think Tuesday here, uh, if anyone, like, wants to burn, like, you know, a couple hours of their day and, like, try to figure out what the fuck the rules are, like it's it's good fun. It's like it's like trying to you know, trying to like put together some IKEA furniture without any directions. You know, which is the ultimate re- relationship test, by the way. You don't know if you're in love until you put together IKEA furniture with someone. Uh, bless your heart. 
Bless your hearts. And who doesn't love the sweep? Exactly. I mean, no. If you can get if you can get meatballs at the same place you can get a bookshelf, like I mean, I don't know what heaven's like, but it's not going to be that good. Probably not. I mean, realistically, um, and that was always one of my favorite things about going to IKEA. You could you could get some food, and you could get uh, you could you could stock your house with uh, furniture for thirty bucks. Exactly. You know, but um, but I mean, you know, there was always the risk because there was going to be that moment where, like, you know, you're sitting down there with your significant other and you're like, I'm pretty sure that doesn't go there. And they're going to be like, no, it does. Look at the instructions. I was like, I don't understand the fucking instructions. The instructions. The, uh, yeah, so there was always there was always that Ikea moment where it was like, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to leave for a bit. I'm going to go for a 15-minute walk. And that's how fucking I, – I, now, I know how they – that's how Eyes Wide Shut happened. I know they try to make it seem like it was about like lusting after another dude for a brief minute in time. That isn't what it was. No. No, Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman were putting together IKEA furniture, and then he had to leave, and the next thing he knows, he's in, in up in some kind of weird fucking orgy that he's terrified to be in, and all he wants to do is come back home. And he comes back home, and she has it all nice and set up, and they live happily ever after. And that's actually, you know, it's a missing 23 minutes in Eyes Wide Shut. Turns out it was just them putting together IKEA furniture. Yeah. No, and I, I honestly, like, and I usually like Stanley Kubrick's uh, decisions, um, like kicking Stephen King off the set of The Shining is probably the greatest move anyone's ever made in any Stephen King film. Um, but uh, the, I think removing the IKEA furniture assembly portion of uh, Eyes Wide Shut really kind of leaves like a hole in the plot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, on one hand, you've got all this ugly, scary darkness. You know, you have weird relationships. Uh, you have all these, all this potential for, for evil, scary darkness. But the reality is, it just, it was about putting together Swedish furniture and the strain that it can have on a relationship. Uh, and that yeah. was probably where. Um, their relationship, uh, in the case of um, Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman, probably really went to shit. It was very likely that um, it was it was probably putting together the, the furniture. That or the I don't know that the could... furniture, and then Tom started jumping on it. You know, and it's like, man, we went through that battle, we survived this. Oh, Nicole Kidman, also Australian. So we're we're tying. We're, we have so many different. Um, we're getting deep in this. And everything's coming together. What if What if Australia is really just it's like it's it's just it's alternative universe Britain. That's all it is. You know, like I understand, like that's where they sent uh, like a bunch of the criminals. The 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 felonious colors. Yeah. No, but like I, you know what? But how cool is that? Like, okay, so no one's like, dude, I want to take a vacation. I'm gonna to head to Wildwood. You know, like, I mean, how great is it to 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 you know that there's places around the world where it's like, yeah, you can't be part of our society, so you go to Hawaii, live on the beach. So here's here's an interesting uh, note about Wildwood. So Wildwood, if I'm not mistaken, was a satellite uh, a satellite spot. Like that was where they did a lot of um, 
uh, you know, communications relays, that sort of thing. Um, and so in movies in the 1950s and 60s, when they would send, uh, we're going to send you to a radar station in Alaska, they were talking about Wildwood. Wildwood was a punishment. Kenai, Alaska was a punishment. Just remember that. At one point in the United States military, getting stationed here would have had to have been a punishment. Um, now, I know like we like to think that we're living in heaven on earth, but the reality is just for the United States military, uh, where we lived was a punishment in the 50s and 60s. However, you have places like Big Edie's, um, which, by the way, just about every military base is kind of surrounded by brothels, at least overseas. So it makes sense that in, at a time when uh, Alaska was barely still the state, you could go to, like, the well-respected brothel in town. You know, um, okay, so uh, it would be it, – it's kind of, it's kind of sad because Edie is no longer with us. Um, power. But uh, the uh, – so I knew Edie, um, but I knew her as, like, a – I knew her as a pawn shop owner and, um, and, and a liquor store owner, which she had, she had the cutest little setup there. Where, um, which is now what it's like the men's homeless shelter. Yeah, but um, it would actually it would be fun to like to see if we can like find some old memories of Edie, because like that's essentially was that was the hub here. Like as far as like I believe they um, between that and like, I think like the Rainbow Bar, um, but like Edie's was like that's where everyone would go. Like if there was like hey we need to do some keynote stuff. Um, you know, that is, you know, I, yeah, I mean, she was here, like, forever. Like, to actually, to figure out the entire story of her would be interesting. But I knew her as a pawn shop owner. And, um, and she was always very sweet to me. Um, but um, from what I gather, she still maybe had some girls upstairs. Um, you know, but I, I don't, like, I don't want to, like, I, I don't, I can't confirm or deny that. Like, I wasn't there. This is all speculation. But the funniest thing was um, her setup for her liquor store was basically knocked on her door, and uh, she opened a little slide thing, and you just told her what you wanted, and she'd come and bring it to you. Um, be like, yeah, six-pack of Bud Light, you know, or whatever. Um, that's not a Bud Light endorsement, by the way. Don't don't drink Bud Light, people. It's gross. Um, if you're living in uh, Kenai or, and you're drinking beer and you're not going to the Kenai River Brewery or um, Cassocks, you're kind of a scumbag. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, and you're probably you're probably sitting there with your Bud Light, um, you know, on your like, yeah, on your fucking boat. Like, well, it's not your boat. You don't have a boat. You drink Bud Light. Not if you drink Bud Light. You're in your on your friend's boat and telling how and preaching to somebody about how everyone should buy local. You know. Yeah. You're like, yeah, yeah, those curves is great. Um, yeah, you know, kind of. Bummed out, you got that Japanese car. Buy one of those American ones. Yeah, now, yeah. Yeah, when you have, <laughs> when we have probably some of the best breweries in the country. Absolutely. That's one of those things that, like, being up here, it's sort of like you and I have spoken on the podcast um, previously, like, when it comes to, like, martial arts or combat sports, um, it's, it's much easier to um, to become really good at something because you have nothing to do but practice. Um, and then when you're able to, to let that go and translate to a different place, like, um, you know, say, perfect example. One good example would be uh, Liz Clay, who just got her black belt recently. Um, you have time to practice. 
uh, in the darkness. You know, like no one can see what you're doing. So you get to practice and do and, and try real hard and do what it is that you are doing um, without anyone bothering you. Um, so, I mean, like steel sharpening steel, you, get, you know, young men like Sean Babbitt, kids who just have nothing to do but get really good at what it is that they're doing. Yeah, no, true. Um, um, anyway, shout, yeah, by all means, fucking by all means, that dude's a murder. So I had the opportunity when they first started, when they, um, when Coach Curtis first opened up the 10th Planet here, um, young, uh, young Sean Babbitt would come through, and I guess he just had a, a shoulder injury or something to that effect. But with one arm, he's like yeah. still smashing people. Um, he's just that good and just that strong. The um oh my gosh he's worth he would be a fun one to to get on but um yeah it's uh, it's worth digging through his photo library um, because you'll see like like this is a kid who like it's you know I mean you gotta love farm boys but this is a kid that like you'll see him uh you know you dig through like his photo feed and like he's just hanging off the side of the mountain because he was bored that day you yeah. know um yeah but an absolute beast of a man and um I uh. A world champion too. The um, yeah. but yeah, I see. I like. I see him. Um, I see him going places. I mean, because I think he's only like eighteen or nineteen at the moment. So he's still like, he's still really, really like. He's not even hitting his prime, and he's already crushing people. Yeah, he's. It's weird because he's he's a, a young man who's really going to be uh, reaching his prime in the next few years. But he's, yeah, just he's a, he's a young man who's doing the things that he's supposed to be doing, and so he's going to go to the places that he needs to go. Yeah, and you know, and I think that's something that can happen here in Alaska. And I think this is kind of like, you know, I, you know, it's what is your Alaska experience going to be? Like, you come, you either come here and you survive, um, and you, you know, you just kind of like you you sit out the winters. Or you come here and you and you you survive mentally by like doing something or applying yourself to something. But I mean, like I think about like I, um like Bob Ross is probably the most fa- uh, famous person in public. Well, no, that would be Mr. Rogers. But Bob Ross is probably the second most famous person in like public television. Um, um, Bob Ross, interesting you know, in Fairbanks. Yeah, well, interesting. You know, Bob Ross was a retired uh, Army ma- or Air Force Master Sergeant, if I'm not mistaken. And I, I read so. today, I read today that Mr. Rogers uh, made it a point to maintain a weight of 143 pounds, which means um, that he uh, he is of the proper weight to fight a um, a prime Jose Aldo. And so one of the things that we should really consider nowadays is with the, the technology that we have uh, for cloning is perhaps cloning uh, uh, Mr. Rogers and um, cloning uh, Jose Aldo and then making those two fights. I'm actually more interested in um, a Bob Ross, Mr. Rogers, Bob Ross, Fred Rogers fight. All right. So what weapons would you get them? Would it, would it be hand to hand combat to the death, or would we would we have weapons? Would like Bob Ross have like a, a sharpened uh, uh, paintbrush, like like a shiv on one end? No, I, actually, I think we get the cage. We put two chairs in them. We speed across. 
socially distanced properly, and they just try to hurt each other's feelings. Ooh. Like, I just want to hear, like, Mr. Rogers and Bob Ross talk shit. Oh, gosh. How funny would that be if Mr. Rogers is over there, like, saying shit about Bob Ross's kids? You know? <laughs> Your mom is so fat. Bob Ross is like, well, my, my mom's dad, actually. It's, it's kind of, yeah. I'm kind of like, punch her to death. <laughs> Actually, it would, be, it would probably be more along the lines of, you know, because I, I, honestly, I, I, would, I would give that one to Bob Ross because I think probably his time in the military, like making people scrub out, you know, toilets with toothbrushes and whatnot. Like, I think, I think he's got the, the, the edge on experience. But who knows? Like, Mr. Rogers may have some, like, interior, like, just inside rage where it was like when you so found out Bob Saget was so filthy. So there was a rumor that um, – Mr. Rogers was at one point um, when uh, a Marine sniper who had more confirmed kills than anyone else. Which and is my, I don't believe that rumor, but it is my favorite rumor of all time. It's definitely not true. Uh, allegedly, he had, you know, like full sleeves, uh, and so that's why he always wore a, a, a long sleeve shirt, just because he had all of his tattoos. Um, well, that part's true. He just wasn't a sniper. Uh, <laughs> took everyone out with a hatchet. Uh, so if, if that was true, though, I would I would pay to see the, the Mr. Rogers Bob Ross fight. Like that would be interesting. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so, uh, but um, reversing back on the tangent, like um, I think uh, okay. So Bob Ross is incredible. Like the guy could what he painted a like he could paint a painting in like twenty some odd minutes. Um. And, uh, you know, and whatnot. And where that comes from, that comes from the torture of being in Alaska and having to find something to be really good at to um, for your sanity. Like, you know, I mean, if you think about it, like all winter it's dark. Um, you know, and back in, back in ye olden days, it wasn't like, you know, they didn't have the happy lights. Um, you just had happy little accidents. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so um I don't know. Uh yeah, so I don't know, that might be my celebrity or my celebrity, my celebrity fight. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, so, anyway, so, we've gone, so Oh, I was gonna say, was there was there a topic of this conversation? No, no, no. I just wanna hear your voice. Yeah. Oh, and say happy birthday, old dirty bastard. So a uh, podcast I released earlier today uh, was in celebration of the 26th anniversary of uh, Method Man's album, Cacao. And today is old, also Earl, uh, the late old dirty bastard's birthday. He would have been celebrating a birthday today. I think so, we can all celebrate. Well, oh, yeah. that only depends on if you're li- listening to this today. Like if you're yeah. listening to this on a different day, then it's not. It's not. You don't. He just. He doesn't get to keep having birthdays if he listens to this once a day. Um. Yeah. yeah. Rest in power, old dirty. <laughs> All right. Uh. Well, thank you so much for your time, Jake. I will talk to you soon, my friend. Just want to call and tell you I love you. All right. Sounds good. All right, man. Have a great day. <laughs> love you, buddy. Bye.